as driven, ambitious Christian entrepreneurs, how do we grow our business in a way that honors Christ? From seeking Him first in all of our business dealings, being surrendered to His will, and knowing exactly where and how we can make an impact through our business for the furtherance of His kingdom. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, and these are just some of the topics my guest and I will be discussing in the hope that we may inspire and empower you to walk strongly in your faith so you can build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Let's dive in. Welcome to another episode. So today's guest says, hustle, it's not the issue, it's how we've been trained to define it. I love that and I love today's topic that we're going to dive deeper into. Joining me on today's show is Erin Harrigan. Now Erin is a Christian wife, she is an empty nest mom, she is a speaker and author as well as a business coach who is on a mission to help high achieving Christian women to level up their business without compromising their faith. Now, bringing to bear her 30 plus years of corporate work and 10 years of network marketing, she now helps women to be more focused and fruitful by aligning business strategy and goals to God's truth through her customized business coaching, speaking and award-winning podcast, Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. Now, on today's show, Erin's going to talk about some things that you want to be mindful of, particularly the difference between first-hand experience of building a business in your own power versus letting God lead you. She's going to be talking about that, hey, it's okay to be ambitious because God made you this way, but you don't have to do business the world's way just because you're ambitious, as well as learn what it means to redefine hustle and emulate Jesus as you work using four key frameworks. Welcome to the show, Erin. It is such an honor to be here. I'm so excited for this conversation. Oh, so am I. And I'm just going to dive straight in. And because we really have heard the word hustle be defined. And I know many of us who are Christian entrepreneurs, we know that how hustle has been defined in this world is completely opposite and different to the way the Lord has really encouraged us uh, to work. And there's always kind of been this, do I, don't I, do I lead, do I not? Because we are driven and that's the way the Lord has made us. How do I navigate that? So let's talk about what was it first that led you to really want to speak into this this whole um, area of hustle within business? Was it something that you'd experienced or you'd noticed? What was that journey for you? My journey really started in this vein because I woke up one day with great success, but I was so empty and unfulfilled. And I thought, this does not feel the way I thought it would. I don't feel like this is what I was promised by the gurus of success. What is wrong with me? What am I not doing? Do I need to do more? And that faithful conversation came in October 2014 with a mentor. And she said two things to me. She said, I don't think you know who you are or whose you are. And she asked me if I had a relationship with Jesus. And at the time, Anne-Marie, my view of Jesus, I believed in God, but I also had been very much influenced by the new age movement in the network marketing business that I, that I was in. So it was sort of this mashup of the universe, 
and law of attraction and this guy, right? Mm -hmm. But she helped me understand that because I had been a driver, striver and achievement chaser my whole life. And I, I really relied on myself so much because I was ultra responsible that there was a savior who wanted to take that burden on that, that I didn't have to be walking this out by myself. And so that's really where this all started. Certainly after that, as, as everyone can attest, who's a follower of Jesus, there is a lot of pruning that happens and that keeps happening until we're in heaven. But through that, he showed me what it meant to do business his way. And then after some time, he said, now go share this with my ambitious daughters. Yes. And that's what I started doing back in 2018. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing it. Something that I've noticed too amongst, you know, for myself and, and amongst others as well, and I think this really is similar to what you were saying and very, well, very much related, and it may show up in a different way, and that is that we look at uh, people that are in our industry and we admire them. And so we think, well, we need to do certification after certification. And when I have that certification, I'll feel good enough. Mm -hmm. I'll be, feel valued enough to be able to charge my worth. So we go after certification after certification. It's that real striving to when I reach this, then I'll be that. And we reach that. We win the awards. And similar to what you were saying, there's this level of success that you've been, you know, striving for. Mm -hmm. And then you're there and you think, well, I don't feel any different. And right. it's not till you really lean in um, to the Lord's direction. Who has he made you to be? That's right. What is your story? What is your journey? That you know that you know that you know. No one can challenge you. Mm -hmm. You can't good enough because you've walked that path. And I think that's really um, what we're wanting to, to get to when mm -hmm. we think about kingdom business yeah. because uh, there is just so much more. And we don't have to strive. Now, let's talk about the difference between building a business in your own power versus letting God lead you. Because this can be, we can talk about it, but for driven uh, entrepreneurs, this can be a, something to navigate. <laughs> it can be. And mostly because we tend to be a little bit controlling. We tend to also be planners and strategy thinkers. So we sort of have everything lined up, our ducks in a row and all of those mm. kinds of sayings. And what that does is we think, well, I can rely on myself. It's sort of that old adage, if you want something done right, do it yourself. Mm. And so we we kind of think that in the background as high achievers. You know, we have seen the path that we've been on and what we've experienced through our own strength and our own power and our own work. And so therefore, it's really easy for us to continue that way and very difficult for us to let go and let God, cliche as that sounds. Mm -hmm. And some of that comes from fear because we're a little bit afraid <laughs> that if we let God lead us, what if he redirects us? What if he completely upends our plans? Which of course is what he does, right? Because everything about the Lord is very different than what we see in our human world. And so when you're pushing through with your own strength, there is a level of exhaustion. Certainly we could go down the road of talking about burnout, but what happens is you begin to tie your identity and your belief and your trust in yourself. Well, then what happens if the market shifts? What happens if the economy shifts? What happens if those rungs of the ladder that you've been looking to climb suddenly 
become further apart or the rules change, right? Because the world is always changing in that way. Then you've wrapped your identity and your trust in what you can do, but the world has shifted its rules. When we are allowing the Lord to lead, we know that he is unchanging. The word tells us that Mm. there is a freedom that comes. It's not easy, but there is an ease about Mm -hmm. it. There is a calm and a peace that we discover in letting him lead us. And and when we lean in far enough, as you mentioned just a moment ago, Anne-Marie, and we're really walking beside him. Our goals will change. Our incentives will change. What we're looking to achieve will change because they become aligned to him. Mm. And when you realize that he is the great provider, then you don't have to be clamoring to get it all done and to make it all happen on your own. Yeah, I love that. As you're sharing that, Erin, I remember interviewing a woman who went across to a country, I won't name which country it was, uh, to bring Bibles. She had no idea um, of the connections. She just promised the Lord, if if, if you would like me to go, I'm willing. Everything else, she had no idea. Mm. She raised the money. She didn't have the money, so the money came. It it was just miracle after miracle after miracle. And one of the things she said, which I think beautifully um, is a wonderful, beautiful reminder for what you have just said. She said, when I was in that country, I was so out of my comfort zone. And she is a driven, ambitious woman, a very successful woman. She said, I was so out of my comfort zone. The Lord showed up with miracle after miracle after miracle. And she said, it was amazing. And she said, when I went home, I missed that because I was in my comfort zone. I knew certain things. And I mean, the Lord still works in miracles, no matter where you're at, but we, she just didn't expect it. And so didn't rely and didn't lean in. And I think it's, if I look back to my, um, career and and so forth and even in my life it's the moments where I was on my knees burned out as Mm, you said um you know not wondering where on earth am I going to go from here pray to the Lord said Lord you you have Jesus take the wheel and I tell you what that has become those instances have become pivotal Mm. because the Lord will say, well, now you're really surrendering, relying on me. And I have gone down paths I would never have expected. And that's what, that's really what you're speaking into now, isn't it? Surrender and allow him to lead you because he will take you places. He sees things. He knows everything that's going to happen. And he can position you in that, the the right place, right time. Uh, He already has the detail set. He already knows the obstacles are coming. He's already provided a solution to get around or go through or go over those obstacles. And when we surrender that way, friends, it is going to look very strange to our brothers and sisters who are not believers. They will, they will look at us sideways. They will question what we're doing. They, they will wonder how in the heck are we even creating a building a business because we are not, we have to be crazy. I, I was interviewing a guest yesterday. She was sharing a testimony of something God was doing in her business. And she started with, I know this will sound crazy, but I said, you know what? To the world, that sounds crazy. But when we're secure in him, we know that he can do anything. And, yeah. and we're not talking name it and claim it. That's not what we're saying. But but we know that he can do anything. And, and our job is to be obedient. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, often um, when the world is in crisis, and I tell you, we have been in crisis after crisis after crisis. It's like, Lord, you are going to show up. I don't know how it's going to end, but I cannot wait to see what happens. And we know what happens. It's in the Bible. We already kind of know what, what's going to happen. I mean, we were talking, obviously, in the business world, there are things, and I'm sure you've got incredible stories where you know, as we just just said, when you let go and let God, it really does um, turn around. And it's also even in the journey, even if things don't happen, is we can be comforted in knowing that um, it's going to be okay. It that's will right. be okay because that's what He's promised. Let's just before we get on. Uh, well, actually, I think this is going to beautifully segue into this topic. It's okay to be ambitious because God made us this way. So you talked earlier about liking to plan, having things organized. I, I think what we're saying, and let me just confirm this with you, we're not saying that don't organize, don't plan, because that's, again, how you have um, been, you know, created. But I think what the difference is, is that you have that certainty in that, if you will, you haven't surrendered, you haven't leaned in, but you're planning. I mean, God doesn't like chaos either, and he's not, mm-hmm. he, he's got great plans all laid out but there's a difference you want to speak into that for the women who might be thinking well does that mean I don't plan and Mm. don't strategize not at all is it Mm. no not at all because there is a level of planning in how God has made us right he's given each of us very specific gifts and talents and so for me planning organizing details that's part of how he's made me what we're saying is don't hold so tightly Don't make it so black and white that if your plan doesn't happen, therefore it's a failure. Because in making the plan, but then surrendering it, putting it at the foot of the cross, you have the opportunity to say, Lord, this is what I can see. But I know that you see far greater. You see everything. This is the plan that I've made, but Lord, this is yours. Turn it, move it. Whatever you need to do, I surrender it to you. Where we get ourselves in trouble, Anne-Marie, is white knuckle, hold on so tightly, and control. There's an 80s song by a group called 38 Special, and one of the lyrics says, hold on loosely, but don't let go. If you Mm -hmm. cling too tightly, you will lose control. And honestly, that describes what we're talking about here. God honors that we have plans. God cares about every little thing. What God does not want us doing is obsessing over it, Mm -hmm. constantly worrying and speculating. What he wants us to do is to lay it at the foot of the cross and say, this is yours Mm -hmm. and give him the margin to move the way he wants to move. I had a friend last week say to me, I think you need to fast from strategy. And it's because I was holding too tightly. And I was worried that if this didn't go this way or that didn't go that way, then that means that it was it was a failure. And she had to remind me of what I'm just saying to you right now. So I say that to just simply note that I haven't figured it all out. I may be two steps ahead of someone, but that really is what God wants us to do is to lay it at his feet. Yeah, beautiful. Are there other ways that you see uh, Christian entrepreneurs doing business, what we would say the world's way that you want to remind us, hey, remember, you are part of God's kingdom. This is the way we do business kingdom way. What's the other things? I, I see us, I include myself in this, worry so much about marketing 
worry so much about having the right number of followers and all the things. And we don't have to do that. I, I always remind myself that God is my marketing plan. He gives me the words. He gives me the content. I show up where I need to show up. But beyond that, he's going to show that content to whomever. We mm. don't have to worry about an algorithm because God will work it in our favor, right? That's one way that I see it. The second way that I see it is, is I see so many loud voices claiming, let me help you get you to a 5K month. Let me help you get your business to a 10K month, et cetera. And I think we need to let go of the numbers. I'm not saying that you shouldn't charge for the work that you're doing. Yeah. What I'm saying is if that is your sole focus, you don't know how God could, could provide for you. You, mm -hmm. you don't know how he could shift things or make just the right introduction or what have you. So many of my clients have shared experiences with me about chasing after the number and how they didn't get very far. But once they released that and acknowledged God being the great provider, that suddenly their, their business moved forward in a better way. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing I would say, Anne-Marie, is I think we spend, because we're human, we spend a lot of time looking left and right in comparison. And we are all so uniquely made and so specifically prepared and positioned that often that that's exactly where the enemy wants us is drifting in the comparison and the coveting, mm -hmm. if you will, of what someone else has or where they've where they've gotten to. You do not know how your small step could bring someone to Jesus. We just have to be faithful in the small steps. Yeah, so, so true. Something that you said, and I'd love to share this, you're talking about so often as business owners, we're encouraged to look at the numbers. And I remember going to a Christian conference and one of the speakers there said something to me that I went, oh my goodness, that is just makes so much sense. And he said, it's not just about impact as far as uh, money and, and that is concerned, but he said in the kingdom, there's also influence. Yes you know, and you can influence right. through and have a lot of influence in that way. And remember too, the Lord tells us, you know, store your riches in heaven. Mm. So what we may be doing here, whilst it may not compare to the world's uh, standards of, hey, I'm a, you know, multi seven, eight, nine, ten figure business, what you are storing in heaven is how many people you impacted and influenced That's right. through your journey. And, um, you know, as we know, we will be rewarded for that. Not that we only work for the rewards. We do yes. it because <laughs> Jesus said, this is what you do. And uh, we can be his hands and feet here on earth. I love that. Erin, you've shared so many um, things already, but you, we promised to share, share four key frameworks. What are those four if we haven't yet already covered them? So the four keys came out of some, some prayer and working with my own coach because I kept seeing over and over again these, these challenges that we would have as Christian women in business. We were challenged by how we defined ourselves and our success. We were challenged by following our own direction or following God's. We were challenged by being disciplined in taking daily steps forward and actually doing 
the work. And then we were equally challenged by how God develops us along the way. What came out of this was this, this visual of a circle. In business, there is a concept called the closed loop. So it's sort of like you identify the problem, you identify a solution, you implement the solution, and then there are learnings that you put back in. And this continues to go. So every time you're you're coming up with these new solutions and new ways to do it, so you're getting better and better every single time. And the four keys, therefore, fits into this circle and each one points to the next. So the first one is define. It's all about allowing God to define you, define success for you, define what work and what action he wants you to take. Define is important because if we're anchored to the world and we're anchoring our identity and achievements and progress and productivity, when those things shift, we're in trouble right? The second key is direct. So you know how God defines you. So therefore, Lord, how would you direct me today? Whom can I serve today? Right? It's having this, this, my friend Shay Vines calls it the daily business meeting with God and asking him to direct your day and letting him be the director. The third key is discipline. So we can know all of that, but how many times do we not step out and take action? You know, James tells us we are not to be just hearers of the word. We are to be doers. Nothing happens without action, but the define and direct keys are what lead us into the intentional, purposeful, timely action. And we've got to be disciplined in that. The world wants to distract us, right? That last key is develop. And develop is where, again, we know how we're defined. We know how God's directed us. We've started to take action. And now he begins to mold us a little bit more or maybe redirect us in a different way. All of that is developed. And we have to be open to that development because this is how he molds us. It's how he prunes us so that we don't produce some fruit. We produce much fruit and not just much fruit, but the fruit that I was made to produce or that you were made to produce, Anne-Marie, and in its season, as it says in Psalm 1, verses 2 and 3. This framework is applicable to life. It's applicable to business. I use it in so many different ways. And with my clients and helping them to understand how to redefine hustle, the whole idea of the negative definitions of hustle are tied to every single one of those keys. That's just something that the Holy Spirit sort of pointed out to me a few months ago. And so I believe that those four keys break the chains of overwhelm and overachievement, but they open the doors of clarity, serenity, and fulfillment in working with the Lord in the middle of all of it. Yes. You know, as you're sharing those, I love them. And you can see that there's a real sequence to that. And some of the other areas you spoke about earlier around comparison, um, around not feeling good enough till you reach that figure mm-hmm. in your business or, or, you know, have certain certifications and awards. I think when we go through that define and really spend time defining the areas that you said were so important in that area of that circle, then as we continue to move through that circle and even 
get to the point where we need to develop and see, well, what 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 is the Lord shaping in my character? What is stripping off? What is renewing? We don't go back to where the enemy might say, see, you're not good enough. See, you should be like her. See, you should be, do- there's not enough work, all of that. That that voice then of the enemy is sub- subdued, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of the fact that we know who we are and we know whose we are. That's right. Yes, yes. I mean, think of Jesus being tempted in the desert, right? And and him responding with scripture. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus yeah. knew the word. He was the word. He is the truth, right? We have that same opportunity to subdue those voices. The enemy is always going to be coming for us. But when we know who we are and whose we are, when we know that he directs us, when we know the action to take and we allow him to develop us, it takes great surrender. It takes great humility. It takes not doing business as usual, but we can begin to silence that voice and move forward in the impact that the Lord has called us to make. Yeah, beautiful. Something else that I'd love to get your uh, thoughts on and experience on and what you've seen, because this is something that I have uh, spoken about to a number of wonderful business owners who, who love the Lord. And that is once we define who we are and we know the area and, um, you know, where the Lord has placed us, we can then do partnership. The Lord is going to open the doors to opportunities that again we would never have been able to open however we're not able to to collaborate with these wonderful partnerships if we're not certain of who we are and who the Lord has created us to be because then we you know we're always looking at well is this partnership right are they going to take more business that kind of thing so speak a little bit about that about collaborating because the Lord will place you with other incredible kingdom women in business to together, we're so much better, but we have to be right with the Lord and know exactly our identity before those opportunities can even happen. Talk a little bit about that. If you've had, you know, seen experience of that. Yes. And in fact, the closer we are to the Lord, the more clear we sense, hear, feel how he's speaking. You know, the Lord, I, I feel the Lord speak to me through music. I feel the Lord speak to me through other people who who will say something that confirms something that I had been praying over in the morning. So I want to just assure everyone, like that is how you discern, right? If you take it to the Lord, he will tell you in one way or another. So a particular experience that I had at the end of 2022, I had been approached to be a corporate partner of an organization called C-Suite for Christ. Mm. And the investment was not a light number. But at the same time, as we had gone back and forth in our conversations, I was feeling very pulled to be part of this collaboration. So I had been praying the whole time and I said, I will have an answer to you by December 31st. So just prior to Christmas, I had been praying and a, and a friend of mine speaks of it this way. When God gives permission he gives provision. Mm. I speak of it as where God guides, he provides. Mm. And that provision can look a million different ways. Well, I had just been talking to a client about renewing for an entire year. And as I was praying over that, 
within days of me praying, Lord, if this is yours, I'm not throwing fleece like Gideon. I'm not asking for a sign. All I'm saying is, I know if if you're giving permission that you will give provision. Within days, that client signed her contract, paid me, and I was able to then pay the investment for this partnership. And the funny thing about it, Anne-Marie, is that even in that prayer, I just kept thinking, I don't know where this will come from, but if this is God's, he will show me. Yeah. And so knowing that, uh, going into the conversation about a collaboration and praying even before, you know, Lord, I would ask that this meeting be fruitful in however you, you want it to be for that person and for myself. If we're meant to work together, that you will make it clear. And if not, you will close the door. And you probably have had those instances too, where you thought this this is a really great opportunity here. And suddenly the meeting gets canceled and it keeps getting canceled and it never reschedules. And, you know, that's, I believe that's, that's God saying, no, 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 this one isn't for mm-hmm. you. Right. Yeah. And so we have to be just open for listening and feeling the Holy spirit promptings for those mm-hmm. collaborations. Yeah. So, so true. And, and what I love about what you've just shared um, circles right back to the, the woman that I interviewed who said the same thing. She would she said, yes, I will go and take Bibles to that country, but I don't have the finances to do that. So she had the weekend and, you know, her mother rang her up on Monday morning. She said, I don't know what you asked the Lord, but my spirit has been stirred and really felt led to to gift you X, Y, Z. She said, can you tell me what you're using it for? <laughs> that was what happened over the weekend. Her mother just wow. felt stirred and rang on the Monday morning early. And that's how God shows up. That's right. Mm, that's amen. how God shows up. I have loved our conversation today, Erin. Share a little bit more about the work you do and how people can get in contact with you and find out more. Well, thank you so much for opening the microphone for me to be the guest to talk about this. It is something that I love to share. And I work with high-achieving Christian women who are scaling or refining their businesses. And what's gotten them to this point of success, they know is not sustainable and is not going to take them where God is calling them. So that's where we engage to help them align that vision, the strategy, and the goals to God's truth and help them to work with intention, purpose, a sense of timing, and his direction. I do that currently through one-on-one coaching as as well as my rooted group coaching membership and, of course, through my podcast and my book, Pursuing Success God's Way. Wonderful. And and I guess they just Google you. Do you have a website you want to direct people to? Sure. Yeah. If you'd like to download the four keys tool that we talked about, please go to erinharrigan.com slash four keys. That will put you on my email list, but that will also get that tool in your hands. And my clients love to carry it around with them in their in their bags or with their laptops, et cetera. Um, but erinharrigan.com has all of the details of how I help women, how I can speak to you as a Christian woman in business and, and help guide you to do the work that God has given you to do at the next level. And I like to hang out on LinkedIn so they can find me as Erin Harrigan on LinkedIn. 
Fantastic. Erin, one of the things that I love to do on this podcast is just finish with a word of prayer. May we do that today? Yes, please. All right, let's pray. Father God, thank you for this wonderful opportunity where we've had the opportunity to speak with Erin and for the insights that she's been able to share. Father, we know that you have knitted us um, to be driven, to be ambitious, but it's been wonderful to just have reconfirmed the way in which you want us to do business. It's not the hustle, but the surrender and uh, leaning into you to be directed and just hearing the stories uh, and insights that Erin shared today about what happens when we let go and really just allow you to uh, to take over and to guide us. Father, we just want to pray for continued blessing uh, on Erin's business, for the clients that she worked for, for the people that are listening, Lord, because we know that when we turn on our TVs, I'm sure around the world we hear about uh, the economic pressures and so forth, Lord, but we know, we are reminded there is no uncertainty in you. Um, things will always turn out for good for those who love you, Lord. So we just want to be reminded, do not look at what the world is saying, but look at what Jesus says, what you have said, and that we really can solidly stand on the rock that we mm. know is Christ. And uh, Lord, if people do not yet know you, do not yet have a relationship with you that you will stir our hearts, Holy Spirit, to share the truth who we know is Jesus. And he is the way, the truth and the light. And so many people are searching for the very person that we know that we love and that we know that we will spend an eternity with. Let us be that light for them. Let us be that voice to introduce them to you. Mm -hmm. So they can uh, repent and uh, turn and give their lives to the Lord as well and be blessed with the many promises that we know uh, awaits us. Father, we thank you that we have this opportunity. What an honour, what a privilege it is to be representatives of your kingdom. Let us continue to uh, do business your way. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Erin. I feel so blessed after our conversation today. It's such a reconfirm uh, or, yeah, an encouragement as well. You know, sometimes we we uh, look at, oh, you know, I am driven, I am this, but it is because the Lord has made us this way and there's a way in which we can really honour that and build a business that honours him in yes. every way. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. You are welcome. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition or new clients you'd hope for and you don't know why. I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace. And you've Positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.